Hello and welcome to a special episode of Shattered Lives, the Irish Daily Star and Mirrors crime podcast. I'm crime and defence editor Michael O'Toole and joining me on a very dramatic day is our crime correspondent Paul Healy. Hello Paul. Hello Mick. So yesterday uh, we were talking about the really dramatic development in the search for Tina Satchwell. Now we didn't think it could get more dramatic but there has been a significant event earlier today. Let's go through it. What happened? What do we know? An extraordinary development, yeah. And I mean, it, it just shows you the, I suppose, the live nature of, of this entire investigation. You know, we, we stayed overnight. We were fully expecting things to remain, um, you know, same as the search continues. Uh, a man in his 50s was arrested yesterday. Uh, uh, sorry, he was arrested the day previous and he was released uh, from custody from Cove Garda Station yesterday. So that's where, where things were overnight. But little did we know, uh, there there was a significant development um, last night when uh, I suppose what we term a cadaver dog went into uh, the property and was making uh, a discovery as such and things have progressed significantly since then and we now understand uh, that skeletal remains have been found inside the home of Tina Satchwell. Yes, so the first thing I suppose just to explain, cadaver dogs they get it's like drug dogs. If you ever see in you know those custom shows, drug dogs will stop mm. or they'll do something. They'll wag their tail or they'll sit down whenever they find an indicator for drugs. It's the same with the cadaver dogs. So obviously in this case, the cadaver dog was sent in, and somewhere along the line they gave us the dog gave a strong indication, and that was enough. We understand for the guardie to start digging. I believe in the house yes. itself. Yes, it. We, I understand that to be the case inside the property, uh, towards the back of the property, there has been a discovery um, in, in the floor area, I understand. As I said, it's skeletal remains and the state pathologist, Dr. Margaret Bolster, um, is at the scene and is examining the scene. Um, relatively speaking, it's quite quiet outside the house. I mean, that was our first indicator that something was up because there had been a quite an extensive uh, search going on in the external part of the house and you could hear it and you could see the bushes being moved and trees, etc. and all of the equipment going in completely quiet because we knew that the state pathologist had arrived inside and everything that's happening is now happening inside the property. Um, since then, there's been another development, uh, and that is that the man in his 50s that we've been speaking about has been rearrested. And I understand that only happened in the last hour or so, and he was arrested here in the town of Yall, uh, literally three minutes up the road outside a local hotel. So he is now back in Garda custody uh, less than 24 hours later. So there are two aspects to this which are significant. People think, uh, a, lot, a lot of people who probably wouldn't know the procedures think that guards can keep arresting somebody and you can't. So you, there's really only two ways that someone could be rearrested. So we know that this suspect was, as you say, he was section four, so he was held for 20, up to 24 hours and he was let go on th- Thursday afternoon around five o'clock. So the guards yes. can't just knock up and go, right, we're going to arrest you again. So there are two things that have one of two things that have to happen firstly it's if there's significant new evidence now i think we'd all agree the discovery of human remains are significant new is significant new evidence so that's that court but the only other reason that they can really go for another arrest again is for the purpose of charge so we don't know what's happening here but there are the two reasons firstly new evidence secondly for charge now we're not going to speculate it, who knows what's happening at the minute but there are the two reasons why it's just just a small in, uh, explainer because there is a feeling that it can be, well, just arrest someone again. You, you can't do that. I mean, there are laws and rules and everything. So the guards can't arrest people willy nilly in the cases like uh, of suspected murder. 
No, exactly. But then, you know, the, the discovery of a body inside the property is is a significant one and grounds, I would say, for an arrest uh, in relation to this man. So it's important to stress uh, the guards have, again, another 24-hour period to question uh, this man. And, and I suspect they'd probably take their time with it. I mean, they're going to take that time. Having said that, the discovery of a body is significant. So I don't know whether we're going to hear a development w- by this evening uh, in relation to his detention. We've yet we've yet to see that. And I'll obviously be careful with my my language here. But just, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be sitting around here waiting for any development. It's been fast paced ever since we've heard about the discovery of this body. And, I, and, and, and likely we're going to be here for the rest of the day. I'm also led to believe that as well as uh, Dr. Bolster, uh, there was a forensic anthropologist on scene today. Yes. Now, if that is the case, that's very interesting. Just to explain what forensics anthrop- they really are experts in sort of bones and, and and skeletons, really. And they can, I always remember there was a forensic anthropologist brought in in the case of a man called Faris Walinur. Yes. You remember that there was the, the man who was killed and put dumped in the canal and his head has never been found. So there was a forensic... The Scissor Sisters. Yeah, the Scissor Sisters. So there was a forensic anthropologist employed in that case. So they do really, really, really specific examinations and have really, really important skills, which may help the guard investigation. But it just, I mean, that's stories like this, you get to hear, like we said yesterday, you get to hear whispers. So we did start to hear things early this morning and there was a bit of a frenzy around... All the journalists were all waiting, but I think everybody was sort of holding off because firstly, you didn't want to get it wrong. And secondly, you, you really did want that confirmation. So all the phones were going very, very busy this morning because I, I, I'd say an awful lot of the journalists down there did have a pretty good idea that there had been a significant development. And then we got a whisper that the state pathologist was was heading over. So that, I mean, you don't need to be Sherlock Holmes really to say if, if the state pathologist is arriving, Something has been found, and then you, then the confirmation came out. How did has I haven't I've been very busy. Have the guards issued a press release or anything about this yet? Or well, as of going on to this call with you, no. Um, just have a look here now. No, they still haven't issued a press release in relation to it. But look, the news is well and truly out at this stage. Um, I suppose it's been well reported. So I, I'm back home. You're still down there. What is the atmosphere like around? Are there people coming over to have a look? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, curious onlookers now. I mean, I'm looking out the window here. Like, there's, yeah, there's just kind of people hanging around and looking and, and watching. There's not a lot of activity out the front of the house. There's a larger kind of um, cordon there now outside the house. So you can you can really see nothing at the front of the house now. It's kind of completely kind of covered up at the front. Um, there's uh, detectives coming and going and, and officers uh, coming and going. We haven't seen the state pathologist. Or sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm incorrect. We have actually seen the state pathologist uh, come out since. We didn't see her go in. Uh, she was kind of brought in almost secretly, you would say. But uh, the, the, well, the news has since broke. She doesn't need to necessarily hide herself. Um, I just want to mention as well, because we're learning a little bit more about the background to um, what led to this guard search, because a lot of people might be wondering, you know, why now? You know, because we're talking about something that happened six years ago and there's an awful lot of kind of, I suppose, frustration from members of the public. Like, how did it take this long when, look, it seems as though maybe possibly Tina Sashwell never left her home? Um it it takes new developments, as as we've mentioned before, for Gardaí to be able to just go and execute a warrant to go into the house. And in this case, my understanding uh, and, and your understanding is that there were work... We, we mentioned renovations in this house, but there were recently, in the last number of weeks, we understand, um, utility works being carried out at the house and a property next door, I believe. And the person who, uh, one of the workers who was involved in that uh, made a suspicious discovery, we think in a drain area, and they alerted the guardie to that. 
and that has led to all of this, to the execution of the warrant, the arrest of the man, and now the discovery of this of this uh, this body. Yes, and uh, as ever, we are sort of fighting in the dark because we we really don't ever get the full story because it's all very very tight. But I think would it be that although there was something suspicious in the drain, I think that was outside the house. The focus is very yes. much inside the house now, under the floorboards or under the kitchen or whatever. It's, you know, so this the focus because I, I understand that yesterday. They were clearing away the garden. They had mulchers and mulch machines and diggers and everything. But I think, is it fair to say that really the, the focus now of the search and the attention and obviously where the remains have been found is under the house, under the foundations or whatever? Yes. And I think it's fair to say the intelligence was that they, they, they felt that it may possibly be in the inside of the house. But I think they had to cover their bases. The search was going to be, I mean, the, the, the warrant they had, obviously, was to search the entirety of the property. This is a huge search with resources from Dublin, uh, the dog unit involved, uh, you know, I mean, and, and my understanding is um, that they actually, uh, the, the overall plan was to be able to search this entire property for two weeks. Mm. So that is a significant amount of time. You might remember when they did the search in the woods in Castle Martyr, it was only about five days. Yeah. So they, they, they actually had the authority to search this property for two weeks. It's taken them uh, less than three days uh, to find these remains. And look, see, it's not our job to be guard press officers. And at the same time, it's not our job to wait for permission from guards to say who it is. But I think, yeah. look, let's just say if, if they are human remains, as we are led to believe, and I think everybody accepts it's pretty clear that they are those of Miss Satchwell I mean you know we can call that it would, really that, well that would be the hope uh, I mean look let's be fair you've mentioned the, the, the anthropologist that was at the mm. scene uh, our understanding now is you know they're doing all of the relevant tests uh, they're going to they're going to fast track that they're going to to uh, determine as fast as they can I guess through DNA uh, to determine that these are the remains of Miss Satchwell um, if that's the case then we can expect to th- see things move mm. fairly quickly uh, later on today and one thing that they might be able to do and this just off the top of my head but I would be surprised if the the guards haven't obtained either Miss Satchwell's DNA from maybe clothes or a hairbrush or tooth- toothbrush something like that or DNA from a close relative so they will be able to do a very very quick DNA test techniques have really moved on in the last couple of years so you would hope and probably expect that that DNA confirmation would could come as early as the next 12 or 24 hours so there are advances the whole time as I said, they're they're likely fast tracking it. We may well hear that even within uh, by by late this evening. Now, in in a general sense, uh, you know, um, when 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 the guards progress a case to the point where they may charge somebody, uh, they're taken to a local court. We're we're here in a um a district. I understand that is kind of. Uh, it, Basically, if a person is charged, uh, we're, they, they could be brought to any court, uh, be it down in, in Yall here or in all the way as far as Cork City itself. Mm. So uh, we're very much sitting uh, ready to pounce, to go potentially miles away uh, to, to any court uh, if that is how this progresses. We, I understand this man has probably gone back to Cove Garda Station where he was, uh, where he was arrested previously. Um, so that's, I mean, that's nearly a forty-minute drive mm. away from here. And, and and it is, I mean, that's that's not the guards' problem. It's our problem. It'll be logistically very difficult trying to get to him from because sometimes, if and I'm only talking hypothetically, I'm talking generally, 
if a person is charged, sometimes we get maybe 40 or 50 minutes notice, but we could be an hour and a half. That's yeah. just the way, it, you know, that, that's just the way it is. But just to recap, this person has been Section 4 again, has been held under Section 4 of the Criminal Justice Act. So we know yep. uh, it's 24 hours, but the way it works, it's six originally. Uh, then the superintendent, uh, the district officer, can extend for another six. And then for the final 12, it has to go to the chief superintendent, what they call the divisional officer. Now, I, I'm only talking generally, but, you know, this is the way it, there's no open ended detention in Ireland and there are legal checks and balances and the chief superintendent as an example in any case the chief superintendent has to be satisfied that there are grounds for holding a suspect for 12 for another 12 hours because it is a big step so look and mm -hmm. we might just touch on one thing I don't know about you Paul and I'm not criticizing people but people have been asking me online why did it take guards six years to do this and I'm going yeah, to I'm going to give we're let's give an explanation for this it's not I'm not criticizing anybody but I just think people don't really understand the, the, the protocols and really the checks and balances that we have in this country. Guards can suspect things. I remember years ago, Pat, 22, three years ago, Pat Byrne, the then Garda Commissioner, in relation to another matter, said, it was about doing bomb. He said, he told me, there's a difference between knowing something and proving something. Okay. So guards have, to, there are evidence based. So it's only very recently that this case went from a missing person to a murder. So you cannot, and, and in this case, and in any of their cases, guards have to go to court to get a warrant. Okay, so let's talk specifically. So if guard, or let's talk generally, if guards go to a judge and say, we want to search somewhere, the judge will say, well, what's your evidence? And if the guards go, it's a hunch judge, the judge will laugh them out of court. So, I mean, that's the biggest explanation, really, that the guards have to persuade a judge to allow somebody to invade someone's home. That's what it is. You're, it's all the whole constitution about privacy and stuff. Can I ask you, it's just on the back of that, because they're making me think, uh, because there were previous searches of this house, but not on this scale, not this comprehensive, and certainly not knocking down walls and, and breaking ground. So is that a different level of warrant that you need to get to no, take that level of action? Um, without saying too much, I think, I'll put it this way, this search would be what you would consider involuntary search, right? So it went ahead yeah. without anybody saying yay or nay. I think previously there may have been searches uh, where they were allowed into the house. And that's a different, yes. that's yeah. a different thing. And that would be not a rudimentary thing or a superficial thing, but looking for anything out of the ordinary. It's totally different from getting ground radar and getting cadaver dogs and breaking ground and digging up a Taking garden. Taking a sledgehammer to you, the ground. And, yeah, you know, yeah. So for something like that, you obviously need a warrant. You don't, if someone lets you into a house and says, have a look around, you don't need a warrant for that. But that's a totally different ballgame than this. So you have to go to a judge. And as I said, you know, you have to give your proofs and you have to say, this is, these are our grounds for doing this. And the judge, have you ever, have you ever been in court, Paul, whenever, before the court cases start themselves in the district court, you'll see a guard going into what they call the chambers, so into the judge's room. And they come out five or 10 minutes later. That's them going in to get warrants. So the warrants always happen before the court case themselves, so the judges always deal with that. But you have to persuade the judge. The judge just didn't sit there and go, no problem. Just to give an example, you can talk about this, you remember this. Do you remember, Paul, in the Jerry Hutch trial, you heard there was evidence about guards going to court to get evidence, not for the tracking device, but for a bugging device. Yes, yes. So they had to go into the court and they had to persuade the judge into the chamber. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the same. You have to persuade a judge and the judge can say, uh-uh, not happening. So there have to be uh, there has to be a certain certain threshold. 
Yeah. I mean, you can you can really see, you know, and we knew that there was a level of confidence in, in this search all along. It's played out now in that they have proven their case. They've found skeletal remains. Hopefully those are, and I mean, I know that sounds morbid, I said in the previous podcast, but look, he upgraded it to murder, so they do believe she is dead. Hopefully these are the remains of Miss Satchwell. Hopefully this is closure for her family. You know, I know uh, her sister, Teresa, has been campaigning for years for answers. So hopefully those those answers now are, are forthcoming. I've no doubt we're going to be doing another update later this evening yeah. or we'll see. So listen. Um, so this is so this is what we call a fast breaking running story. So there have been huge developments to it. And I don't think we're finished. So I think you're right, Paul. We'll probably be doing another one soon enough. No doubt. Thanks very much for listening, as always. Everyone. And, and great reporting, Paul. Fair play down there. And to you and Mick. Thanks, Mick. Cheers. Thank you.